Hello, this is God is Real, God is Good, a podcast about people's stories of what God has been doing for them. This week, we have Matteo Wheeler with us. Um, Funny story. So I don't know if y'all remember Cliff from a few weeks back. He started recruiting people for me and Kylie, and he knows Matea, and I don't know, it's just somehow connected all together. So hi, thank you for coming. Um, Do you mind telling us all where you grew up? I kind of grew up in a couple different places. Um, I was actually born in um, Croatia back when it was still Yugoslavia. Mm-hmm. And um, then when I was in elementary, my parents moved to Southwest Michigan. And that's where I spend the rest of my time growing up. <laughs> that's cool. So definitely a bunch of different cultures kind of growing up, a little different scenery. Yes, definitely. Two very different places. <laughs> I can imagine. Um, So why don't you tell us a little bit about your religious background growing up? Um, So growing up, uh, my dad was a pastor for the Seventh-day Adventist Church, and so that's kind of um, what I believe still now and what I grew up with. Um, So yeah. That's nice. No, definitely growing up in an Adventist home can, or just a Christian home in general, can be such a blessing. Yes, it definitely can. All right, uh, Matea, why don't you share some of your stories about how God has been working in your life? Um, that's kind of, I mean, I, the hard part is where to start because there's so many. <laughs> um, that's kind of the truth of life, and it's, um, I'm glad to be able to reflect on that today, is that God really does work in our lives, um, even when we don't see it. Um, And then there are times when we see it when we look in retrospect. Um, So I guess um, one of the things that I can see God leading my life is, um, well, as I said, I was born in Croatia. um, Mm -hmm. And um, as far as I knew, there was never really a plan to leave Croatia. That's where all my family is. for generations it's been in Europe. Um, And um, offhandedly, I guess, um, after we came to visit some of my parents' friends in the US um, when I was probably like seven, Mm -hmm. um, my parents decided to apply for um, the green card lottery, um, actually. Um, And for my dad, it was like, oh, we'll just send this off. Nothing's ever gonna come of it, but why not? And I guess my parents say that they didn't hear back for uh, about a year and a half, anything about it. They'd almost forgotten about it. Um, And then they got a call back saying that um, they were going to interview us. And so then my parents went through that process and we ended up getting the green card. Um, And so since my dad had always kind of wanted to continue his studies and get his master's degree. Um, Then we moved to Anders University in Southwest Michigan, um, where I spent the rest of my time growing up. Um, That was kind of one of the first um, places where I can say God definitely was leading um, in that way. Mm -hmm. Something you weren't expecting, but, you know, still turned out to be a huge blessing. Yeah, definitely. um, In retrospect, it has been. Um, with all its ups and downs. <laughs> um, and then probably when I was 
was probably 16. Mm-hmm. Um, I had always wanted to go to a boarding academy um, and just spend some time kind of living away from home. Um, in Croatia, the only Adventist academy is a boarding academy. Um, okay. And so part of that is something I guess I had always imagined would happen just naturally. Yeah. Um, and the summer after my freshman year in academy, my one of my closest friends said, hey, why don't we go study abroad for a year? And at that time, that was a very big challenge for my parents because my dad was in school full time. My brother and I were uh, in Adventist education. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with my mom working full time, my dad working like three jobs, um, oh, wow. they were kind of making ends meet. And so the thought to go abroad somewhere was just kind of a huge dream mm-hmm. at that time. Um, and so when my friend and I were talking um, with our parents, um, we ended up narrowing it that we wanted to go to Austria for a year um, to Bogenhof and our Andes Academy there. Um, and when I talked to my parents, my parents said, we would be happy to let you go, but we have no idea how in the world we're going to actually pay for it. Mm, um, yeah. And so I just remember that that was one of the first times I prayed really hard in my life about something. And I said, you know, God, I really want this. I would love this experience. Mm-hmm. And um, trying to remember how it all happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, because my mom was working for the university at the time, mm-hmm. um, there was some chance of them covering expenses. Um, they, when we applied with the university, whether they would actually um, apply our expenses for the program, they were willing to do that. Um, and when my dad ran the calculations, it actually turned out to be almost the same as they were paying for me at the academy um, at Andrews versus going abroad for the year. Really? Um, yeah. That's cool. So with kind of everything. Um, then the question was whether, because we were applying into Adventist College's abroad program, and we were still in high school, so the question was whether they would accept us. And I remember it was first day of school, my friend and I are with our parents at school, registering for classes, not knowing still whether we're going to stay or go for the year. Oh, wow. Um, and we got a call that day saying, yeah, um, we can't do dual enrollment, but Um, you can choose either a college credit or academy credit, but we will accept you into the program. Wow. Um, And so within two weeks, we, or within a few weeks, everything happened really fast. We ended up getting scholarships, getting accepted into the program. And so I was able to spend that year abroad. And that was a blessing in so many ways. I feel like um, it was a time where I did grow closer to God. It was a time where some ways I had to be more responsible and grow up in some ways. Um, And then it also enabled me really to visit my family. My grandparents were still in Croatia because of the airline ticket cost. We 
only went before I went that year, I had only gone to visit once in the oh, six wow. years we hadn't been in the States. Um, and so being able to on longer weekends, visit my grandparents, um, visit my cousins and things. It was really huge blessing to kind of reconnect with family and, um, really get to know a lot of really neat people too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's something about when you're young and you're forced to go away from home, like you're actually forced to grow up and become responsible and you're like, ah, but it's a really good thing, you know, for you to like learn to grow up. It is. It's really, it's just a really neat experience all around, I think. I bet it sounds like that was super fun and just a good time in your life, you know, to reconnect with family again. Yeah. Definitely. So kind of where did you go from there? Like how did God continue like working you and like working with you in your life and stuff? Um, I mean, yeah, just so many places. Um, I think when I was um, trying to decide what to do in college and where to go, um, I ended up uh, staying at home and going to Andrews University. Yeah. Um, but the question of major was a big one. What I really had a have had a passion for since probably middle school is that I really wanted to help uh, people, especially kids and teenagers. Um, I saw my friends, especially struggling in middle school and a lot of drama and things. Um, mm -hmm. And just their family situations weren't always mm -hmm. ideal. And so I kind of always wanted to be able to go back and help support kids through that process. Um, and so initially, um, I thought I was going to be a school counselor. Um, and I decided I was deciding to go ahead and major in psychology. And I had a very wise mentor who um, actually had her degree in counseling and psychology mm -hmm. um, say, you know, why don't you start an education? You're going to end up working in the educational system anyways. It's good for you to know kind of the scope of it and how it works. Um, and so I decided to do that, to do secondary education. Um, and after my first year in college, well, during my first year in college, rather, I started to feel really burned out. I was trying to do everything all at once. Yeah. And it just was not really working. <laughs> Um, and so with that, I decided, um, to go ahead and go away as a student missionary for a year to serve in a faraway place. Um, and so that's another place where God was really leading me. I really wanted to go and spend the year in Denmark as a student dean, um, mm -hmm. and work with teenagers in that kind of way. And that door ended up getting closed on me. Um, and so it was a question of where to go next. And um, I had read a series of books when I was in middle school that were based in the Marshall Islands, okay. um, which are way out in the Pacific. And yeah. so I, that was kind of my next thought, like, oh, like, there's all these positions in the Marshall Islands. They're all in teaching. Um, that's the direction I'm heading in right now. So um, it would be a good way for me to experience that. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't know which island I was going to end up on, whether that was going to work out. Well, let me backtrack a little bit. 
So at the time that I found out that I couldn't go to Denmark because they had filled all their positions, mm-hmm. um, during my devotions, I um, happened on Psalm 137, um, verses 7 and 8, where it says that basically it says, you know, God will fulfill his purpose for you. And that kind of reminded me that God still has a plan for me and gave me a lot of peace going forward. Um, And so when I did find out I was going to Marshall Islands, even though it was so very different um, than I had expected and anticipated, Mm -hmm. um, I actually got pretty excited. Um, For me, the thought of being in hot weather all year was really exciting after living (laughs) in Michigan for many years. I bet. (laughs) And um, that was a part of my life where I kind of probably for the first time I was in a new place, actually not knowing anybody. Um, And I had to start breaking out of my shell. I tend to be very shy a lot of times. Um, And so I was it was a good experience for me to try to break out of that and to try to really uh, make friends with the people I was surrounded with. Um, And that whole year was so challenging in so many different ways. Um, But it was also such a blessing to be able to see God work through the many different situations, you know, being thrown into teaching with pretty much no training. Um, is it's just it feels like trial by fire teaching in general <laughs> can be overwhelming the first year um but it was like okay this is the curriculum and this is just you know how it just figuring out how do you get information to students mm-hmm. um it's yeah it was a whole different experience um i was blessed that year with Um, several roommates who I became very close friends with and meeting people from Brazil and Germany and just all over the U.S. Um, And having to work together um, was also a really good growing experience. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing that happened while we were there, and that was a place where I struggled with because it was just, you had to trust God that you know, he had us in his hands. Um, And that was, um, I was there during the 2011 um, Japan earthquake. And so that whole day or like whole night, we were under tsunami warning and we didn't know if the tsunami hit, like how it would actually affect the island. The highest point is about six feet above sea level um, at the airport. The buildings are Navy. 10, 20 feet above sea level. So it's a very low-lying atoll. Yeah. Um, And so when we heard that we were on a tsunami warning, that was very scary in a lot of ways, but Mm -hmm. kind of uh, helped me to face partially. Um, I still struggle with, you know, trusting God sometimes. But Mm -hmm. in that moment, it just had to be, you know, at the end of the day, my life is in God's hands, whatever happens. But seeing, you know, waking up the next morning to sunshine and the birds singing. Um, it was a relief in a lot of ways, but it was also a reminder that God really is taking care of us Definitely. Um, through the many situations. 
despite you know tsunami warnings and all of that yeah <laughs> and we were blessed because it you know it hit uh well it's an atoll so it's there's usually not a buildup of the huge tsunami wave in general um, mm -hmm. But it also did hit during low tide, so they actually measured an increase in the level of the sea level about uh, six feet and then a drop in about that much within a few seconds. Oh, wow. um, so that's kind of how they knew that it actually had gone by. But it so just, that was, huh? It just missed you though, like it didn't really affect the island. No, it didn't really affect the atoll at all. It just kind of passed by, which for atolls, it's more common um, because you have kind of a reef that goes out and then it just drop off. So it's usually not a huge impact by tsunami, except if it's during higher tides, then it mm -hmm. can definitely do flooding damage. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's cool. Like you're yeah. safe through that all. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely was. And then as we neared the end of the school year, um, actually all three of my roommates, um, yeah, all three of my roommates decided to stay another year um, as missionaries there. And that um, for me was a really hard part of my life. I was really wanting to stay. You get so attached to the kids and you see that because it's, the school is run by volunteers, there's mm -hmm. such a turnover there. It's about 50 to 80% turnover of staff every year. Oh, wow. So it's always so changing. It's always changing. The staff term is one year, or the teacher term is one year. Principals and administrators is two years. So even that's not very consistent. Mm -hmm. um, and so as you get to know the kids and you know how much change they're going through all the time, it kind of makes you want to stay and um, help out there and teach there. Um, mm -hmm. And so that was kind of the decision I was faced with. Do I stay another year? Do I come back? Um, and the big thing, what my parents said, knowing me and my personality, they said, if you stay now, you will never come back. Oh. <laughs> um, and I knew that to be that they were probably right. Um, and so I decided that I was going to come back um, and finish off my college degree. Um, and they said, you know, after you're done, then you can decide you can always go back. It's, but then you're done with college. You don't have to worry about it anymore. That's um, true. Yeah, it was actually very useful advice. Yeah, parents do that sometimes. I don't know what it is. A lot. <laughs> When I made the decision to come back, that was a really, really difficult, considering all my roommates are saying we had become really close. We were like family by the end of the year. Yeah. Um, and so I remember in some ways just being so frustrated and angry at God and saying, like, why did you have to bring me back? Like, oh. what's your purpose in this? Um, even though in a lot of ways I knew it was good for me in that moment, I still struggled with it. And, um, for some reason, I don't usually have a lot of culture shock going to other places. I guess in my mindset, it's always like, okay, you expect something different, but then mm -hmm. coming back is always a really big culture shock for me. It mm -hmm. always feels like everything should have stayed the same, but nothing really does. Uh -huh. um, and so it's almost like the reverse culture shock. So I was dealing with that too. 
Um, and I guess in retrospect, looking back, um, there was quite a few other students who came back from the Marshall Islands, not necessarily where I was, but in other islands. And so we ended up forming a community there that following year after we were back and connecting with each other occasionally. And that I think also, in retrospect, I can see God leading that and you know giving me other people to support me through the process of coming back and being back at home where it feels like everything really need should have stayed the same but didn't there's a lot of change but then um after coming back i actually ended up meeting um my now husband in classes we were um, in classes together pretty much from the year i came back um, even though we didn't know each other uh, the first year we were in same class we hardly knew each other's name for the first year but then as we had more classes the following years we actually ended up um, growing our friendship and eventually um, dating and getting married and that's whole story in and of itself <laughs> I bet. of god leading us in so many different ways and so many different steps so those are some of the stories <laughs> yeah um i mean do you want to share a little bit about your how you and Jonathan came together and like how God led in that? Um, our second, well, my second year of being back, so it was my third year in college. It was uh, Jonathan's second year. Mm -hmm. um, we had a lot of the same classes. We were both uh, physics majors, so we did upper division physics classes together. Mm -hmm. um, and um, in one class particular, it was such a difficult class that the professor said, I either give you the problems at the correct level and skew the grading, or I grade you according to the regular standard scale and I give you something easier. Um, so I decided, the professor decided that he was going to grade us on kind of a curved scale, um, but at the same time, give us the proper, um, difficulty of tests so our grades and a was 66 percent for this class or about two-thirds and b was about 50 percent and it kind of just went down from there after i think c was maybe 30 or 40 percent and after c you just failed there was nothing in between <laughs> um i was in this class with probably five or six guys including jonathan i was the only girl um, and I tend to be a little bit competitive, um, and, um, when we got our first test back, I saw that I had a 69%, and so I thought maybe that I got the top score, and when I looked up at the board, the professor was just writing percentages, mm -hmm. and, um, the top two scores were 90-some percent and 80-some percent. Wow. Um, and so Jonathan had one of those two. Um, and we, um, I asked both him and um, the other friend in our class um, to go ahead and study, you know, for next test and things like that. That's really, um, the other person couldn't make it for some reason or other, so Jonathan and I ended up starting to study together. Um, mm -hmm. And the more I got to know him, the more I started to like him. Um, and then I realized that actually he really, um, was after another girl and was really 
fixed on dating this other girl who, um, as far as I could tell, would not give him the time of day. Oh. Um, and so we, as the semester went on, we ended up, you know, studying more and more together um, mm-hmm. in different times. And when we came into back from Christmas break into second semester, we had, I think, absolutely all our classes together that year or that semester. Um, and we had also a lab class together where we ended up deciding to be lab partners together. Um, and so what had been studying a couple times a week really turned into uh, studying every day of the week together, being in all our classes together and really starting to do most things during the day together. Through that process, um, it w- for me it was difficult because Jonathan was still fixed on the other girl. Um, mm-hmm. And it came to a point where I wasn't sure anymore what he thought. And um, it had been such a process, I guess, um, for me to kind of see him holding out hopes Uh, for something that I didn't perceive would ever materialize. But I guess I also figured that I don't know what God's plan is at the end of the day. Um, And it came to a point where I just had to start praying really hard. Um, And I ended up saying, you know, God, uh, you know my heart. You know that I care about Jonathan a lot. Um, You know what he's thinking. And I'm like, at this point, you need to change somebody's heart. I don't care whether it's Jonathan. I don't care whether it's me. Um, but I can't live with this tension and frustration any longer. Yeah. Um, and after praying this prayer for a couple weeks, um, then Jonathan, for the first time, started saying, like, oh, I don't know about this other girl and stuff. Because we had become such close friends. He would tell yeah. me about this all the time. Um, and when he told me about this, I said, you know, at the end of the day, you need to pray about it. You need to figure out what God's actual plan is for you. Yeah. Um, and so after he did some praying on his own, um, about a week later, he came back and said, you know, I actually care a lot about you. And so that's when we started dating. Um, we dated for a couple of years. He was our first year of dating. Um, he actually went off to Lebanon to be a teacher and oh, wow. help with IT at um, an elementary and middle school there. Um, so we spent that year long distance um, and ended up actually um, getting married then. So. Aww. That's cool. The- Oh, that's so cool. You were off doing missions before you met him, and then after he met you, he goes off and he does the same thing. I bet that was probably trying, but also kind of very bonding at the same time. It was. It was definitely both, and it was definitely, I think, an opportunity for a guy. You know, in, in, when you go away and you're kind of almost stranded somewhere um, and don't have a lot of experience in a field, it mm-hmm. kind of lends itself to God really growing you and really growing closer to God. And I think that is, um, that can be a very important thing in life. You know, our experiences do, um, help shape our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Especially like those very trying experiences. Like we don't enjoy going through them, but it definitely brings us closer to God. Yeah, it definitely does. 
Well, thank you for coming and for sharing your stories. I think it's definitely very cool. And I guess like the major thing that I walk away just from hearing your life is, you know, God brings us to multiple different places and different things. And whether it be trying or not, he just, he grows us and he works with us through this. And, you know, even like small things, he hears us in that. And no, thank you for sharing. Do you mind if I pray with you before we close out? Not at all. Dear Father in heaven, thank you for Matea and for her stories of just trusting you always and following you to the Marshall Islands and doing teaching mission work there and then following you back home to the States and just in her relationship with her husband and him going to Lebanon, how you put us through trying times, but you grow us through those. And thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, this has been this week's episode of God is Real, God is Good. See you all next week.